First and foremost, I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land upon which we, myself, and my guests record today's podcast. I extend respect and gratitude to the elders past, present, and emerging of those nations, and to all Aboriginal peoples listening today. Always was, always will be. Hello and welcome. I'm Timberlina and you're listening to Yas Queen, the podcast where we talk about everything without knowing anything about everything. This episode is Queer Chat and I am joined by Timberlina's Drag Off winner 2019, Foxy Foe. Foxy is a seasoned performer working all over Newcastle and the Hunter Valley, Byron Bay and even international. Yes, ladies and gents, boys and girls, that's right, she's an international queen. Foxy always knows how to wow the crowd with her energetic dance abilities and through the opportunities provided by winning Timberlina's Drag Off, Foxy plans to encourage anyone and everyone to participate in drag. She believes that all drag is valid and anyone of any gender should and can do drag successfully. You'll learn so much about Foxy in this episode, so let's get straight into it. Welcome to another episode of Yas Queen. Today I have a very, very special guest with me. I would like to welcome Foxy Foe. Or as like some people like to call you is Fox. Yes. Or Foe. Or any <laughs> F, anything starting with F. Um, all right. So on that note, um, can you please tell us your actual name and where you're based? Well, my name is Foxy Foe and I am an AFAB drag performer here in Newcastle. I do have a little fun story about my name, which I have only recently told you, but I thought I'd share it with everyone as well. Originally, when I chose my drag name, it was just meant to be Fox Foe, but my first ever blush, so my first performance... Uh, Timberlina over here announced me as Foxy Foe and I have been Foxy ever since. I kind of just rolled with it and I like it so much better. I think it suits me and what I do so much more. So I kind of have to say thanks for the name, I guess. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> um, well, that's how I read on the sheet. So, yeah. Well, that's it. I was like, oh, I didn't think you could interpret it as that, but apparently so and here I am. Yeah. Foxy Foe. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> um, all right. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. You've touched on your name, but yes. tell us more. So I am an AFAB performer. For those that don't know what an AFAB means, is it is assigned female at birth or what other terms can be used is a bio queen or a hyper queen. I tend to just introduce myself as a drag queen because I think I do and putting just as much effort to be able to hold that same title as all of the other amazing performers out there. Um, so AFAB is, yeah, assigned female at birth, which means I'm a biological woman doing drag as a woman or hyper-feminized version. Um, here in Newcastle, I have performed here in Newcastle, in Sydney, recently a few, couple of times in Byron Bay and hopefully Brisbane in the future. Um, my drag style is a little bit pop princess, um, I do tend to kind of move into other areas. I'd love to experiment a lot more with my drag and I hope that can happen sometime in the future. But for now, I'm Miss Pop Princess, little pink bubble of, you know, 
bubbles. I don't even know. Sunshine. I don't know. I, I do mean, whatever. I mean, that does sum you up pretty well. Yeah. Pink bubbles, sunshine, happy, <laughs> yay, cute. Yes. Um, when did you start drag and what made you start? I started kind of practicing makeup in my house, in my bedroom, with no one home in August of 2018. I didn't step onto a stage until the, uh, I think it was the 3rd or 2nd of November that year. Um, I started drag after a tour from a company that shall not be named uh, here in Australia, which involved um, Morgan McMichaels, um, Ben de la Creme, uh, amazing drag DJ from or drag artist from Berlin called FKA, Hungary from Germany and so many others and some amazing Australian drag queens. It was Art Simone on there, Filmer Box and of course BB Gun, who I will get to. Um, I started that tour, started drag after that tour because I went to Melbourne and I met my first bio queen, Bella Nitrate, and I saw another AFAB performer, Malibu Stacey. I didn't know that girls could do drag in Australia. I'd only ever seen um, AFAB performers in America. And I was like, okay, maybe we're just not quite there yet. Like someday soon. But I yeah, met those two and got super inspired, was inspired by the whole tour itself. Like Morgan McMichaels and Bible Girl and those other performers are such um, incredible people on stage, their presence and everything. I was like, oh, I would love to do that. And BB, of course, BB. I fell instantly in love with Miss BB Gun, and after that whole love affair and where we are today, she is now my drag mother and helped me out right at the beginning as well. But yeah, I kind of think I just, I met my first AFAB um, performers, realized that I could do it, did it quietly at, at home. I told my mom and no one else, because I was like, well, if no one knows, then nothing can happen. You know, I'm at home and I loved it. I felt so empowered, so confident more than I had at the time and yeah it's kind of just flown on from there and here I am yeah amazing I must say <laughs> um being an AVFAB performer do you get much backlash and if you do how do you deal with it I don't personally see too much backlash I know our community here in Newcastle and things people have kind of uh protected me against um any backlash so I haven't actually known that it's happened I found out later on that someone said this or someone said that but I have my community kind of on my side supporting me um have had a little bit where you get people coming up to you going oh my god you were so great I loved you on stage and I say thank you and they go oh you're a girl so they can't tell, obviously, while I'm on stage. It's not until I start talking. And it's it's not disappointment, but it's kind of like they're, they're just let down. And I don't understand why, because they obviously loved me when they thought I was a boy. What's the difference? That, like, what genitalia does that... That doesn't make a performer. It's your personality. It's your stage presence. It's all that kind of thing. But um, I'm very lucky that I haven't really come across anything personally I uh I'm very very lucky to have the people that I do around me and supporting me that they just kind of let me do my thing and don't let me know about the negative stuff that's uh going on yeah um touching base back on like doing it in your 
room before and then coming out onto the stage. If there is an AbFab performer out there that's still in their bedroom, um, what would you say to them? I would say go and do it. Find wherever your local show is. If you have um, any friends that want to support you, bring them along. I um, unfortunately didn't really have too many friends that were supporting me and I've lost friends along the way doing drag as an AFAB performer. But that doesn't matter because you'll find a whole brand new community and a huge support group of people to be there for you. But um, I have my best supporter, my number one fan, my mum. So she came along to my first ever performance and that was kind of um, my one support person that I brought with me. So you don't need a whole group of people. You can get up there on your own, find your one safe person if you can to bring along, but just get up there and do it. Like you, if you don't do it, you'll never get there. Just agree to one show and then don't pull out. That was kind of my, what I said I was going to do. I would so I signed up for Blush and hoped I got through and then I did and that was it. Once I got through into that show to be able to perform, I couldn't back out. That's what I told myself. Like no matter what, you're getting up there. If you fuck it up, you fuck it up, but just go have some fun. And I had the best time and have not been – you couldn't get me off a stage since pretty much. Or a microphone now. Yes, or a microphone now because <laughs> <laughs> I love to talk. <laughs> Yay. Um. <laughs> Which is a great subway into a subway segway. Subway. <laughs> subway. I'm thinking about I mean, food, food all it the is time. Lunchtime. It is lunchtime when we're recording this. Yes, and I'm always hungry anyway. So, um, 2019 ended up being a massive year for you. Yes. Um, you won Timberlina's Drag Off, aka my Drag yeah. Off, on my first drag <laughs> birthday. Yes. Um, how did that make you feel? That was. I put a lot of pressure on myself in drag off I like my goal I entered to win winning or not winning kind of wasn't an option in my head so I was going to do everything that I could think of that I could possibly do to get there um and I was like thinking about all different things I was like how can I change things up how can I be different how can I show a different side of myself and I think ultimately that is what paid off in the end because I you know for the final performance, I changed my hair, I changed my makeup. I I was like really glamorous and pretty throughout the whole night. And then I went to something so different, a little bit more androgynous, something that I've never done before to challenge myself. And I think that ultimately showed more of my versatility and helped me kind of win in the end. Um, it was such a special moment, especially that weekend was my first drag birthday. It was Pride weekend here in Newcastle. So everything kind of all fell into place. And for me, I was so so grateful so grateful it just meant all my hard work over that past year had paid off even within like the competition I'd worked so hard for months prior um stoning outfits organizing costumes organizing wigs writing out my performances how I wanted them to go what I wanted to do in them and I think that was again what helped me is because they were thought out and I really I tried my hardest I I mean I would have been happy if I just made it to the final once I got to the final I kind of let myself relax a little bit and had to kind of give myself that talk of you have accomplished something. If you don't win, like it's okay. But ultimately I did, I did want to win. Like that was my goal. Yeah. I must say, um, I think so Foxy has been following me since I started my journey, um, three and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, 
she knows my show probably more than I know my own show. Yes. Um, and when I... Bingo up, prompter. <laughs> yeah, bingo prompter. Um, but when I... Uh, literally, I was talking to them one night at a show, maybe before or after, and I just casually mentioned that I might have been starting this drag off. And I remember Foxy going, I've already started planning all of my stuff. Yeah. Um, and I haven't even announced um, that I was doing Timberlina's drag off. Like that was just like a passing comment. And as soon as I said that passing comment, yep. Foxy was already on I the... I wanted to be organised. <laughs> I can't. I, I think that's like, I guess the OCD-ish kind of side into me that I have to be organised. If I was going to do this, I needed to have a plan, like yep. a solid plan that I knew. And that was kind of... It was helpful to me in one way, but kind of my downfall when something in my plan didn't go right and I freaked the fuck out. Please tell everyone (laughs) what we witnessed in the green room. Okay, so my heat at drag off went so well at first. I was, you know, on top of my game, you know, and I was doing all the heats, did the question round, costume, was feeling great. And then it got to the performance round. And as I was getting changed, I realised I left part of my costume at home. Um, had a bit of a meltdown and was yelling quite profusely at my mother, who then drove home to find my outfit, couldn't, and bring something as a backup in between, you know, in replacement. And people were trying to help me being like, can't you just wear this? And I was like, no, I need this. And yeah, it was just part of my plan. I could just see everything falling from underneath me and I had like no safety net. And I just felt like I was like free falling out of a plane with like, you know, the floor just to smash on and fall into like a million little pieces. So I was like really, really freaking out. But in the end, I got something. I just pulled it together. I had to kind of have a little chat to myself in my head and be like, look, if it doesn't get here in time, you just need to figure it out. Because if you want to win this, then you need to figure it out. And I think that was kind of like a moment where I was like, okay, now I double check everything. When I'm packing, I'm like, do I have this? Do I have this? Do I have this? Because yeah, it was... um interesting but we made it and I got there and at the end of the night Tim pulled me to the side and said you really need to apologize to your mom and I was like oh shit it wouldn't be the first time I said that no I mean yelling at my mom is kind of just a foxy in a show thing as anybody who uh tuned into blush Instagram lives would know that uh when it came to my turn to perform the first one um, I prepared a little too early with the music and of course when I told my mum to hit play it was all disconnected and I started yelling at her and everyone could hear it. <laughs> it was so great. And yeah people were just like it's not it's not a blush it's not a show without Foxy yelling at her mum and I was yeah. like look you're not wrong. Oh, so my great. poor mum god bless her. <laughs> um your heat, you tied, yeah? Yeah, I tied with Pasha. <laughs> and as Pasha likes to remi- remind me all the time that it was a tie because that was another reason. I think Pasha doing well freaked me out and then I couldn't find my costume. So if for those who don't know Pasha and you are only tuning in for the first time, Pasha Bolka is another drag performer. performer yes. Um, who's very funny and I'm not funny. I'm funny, like, not intentionally. Yeah. Where P- Pasha is, like, intentionally funny, like, can make a joke. I say something and people go, oh, that's funny. And I'm like, oh, yeah, actually it was. Like, I don't – I can't do on-the-spot comedy where Pasha can and 
that's like my own, like probably one of the only things I'm not good at. So I was like, I saw my flaws, you know, being done so well. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, really was, scary. And it was Pasha's first time. First time, exactly. Which I was like, well, she's going to get better marks because <laughs> it's her first time in drag. No one's seen her do anything and she's killing it. I was like, shit. But then got to the final and I did some bendy stuff and Pasha was like, uh how am I supposed to do that? And I was like, exactly. And I won anyway. <laughs> thanks, Pasha. Um, yeah, thanks, Pasha. Um, what have you been doing since you won the crown or the sash back then? Right. <laughs> uh, my mum bought me a crown. Thank you very much. I did not receive one, but uh, my beautiful in the mom, budget. I know, it's all right. <laughs> I probably uh, wouldn't really wear it. It's kind of weird and balance and stuff like it's just a photo opportunity i'll be right sash is so much easier to yeah wear. exactly so since um winning drag off and pretty much it's not just winning drag off it's also getting the contract with timber productions that really makes the like kind of really the big difference as well it's having those opportunities hosting i think compared to even in this past year just from like winning and the first few months on the mic i was probably a little bit shaky still getting used to things um, like public speaking was like an actual fear of mine. I hated it. I didn't like doing speeches at school, things like that. And I had to kind of just go, well, if this is what something that you want to do, then talking on a microphone and hosting is probably one of the biggest things in like a drag queen's career, things like that. If this is something that I want to do, then I need to quick, smart, get over it. And I think just being in all the makeup, being in that mask, I kind of channeled the confidence and the attitude that I want Foxy to have and then just rolled with that. And I think that was the that's the biggest thing that helped me so much is having the opportunities at hosting events. And from there I've gone, you know, we've done some things in Sydney. I've done some things outside of you as well. Um, hens parties are now my favourite thing to do. Love hens parties. And um, I've been booked in Byron twice now. So it's just been an amazing journey and I hope it just keeps growing and growing and growing and I – bigger and better and more opportunities and yeah it's just been a crazy ride I'm so grateful for it but yeah I think definitely getting the confidence and having the experience to practice being on a mic and talking with people who's really that's been the the biggest thing to help with me being where I am now. I must say um, talking on a microphone is probably the hardest thing and that's if you haven't heard of Timberlinus Drag Off i the hardest part about drag off in the comp is doing the improv. Improv, improv is like the hardest yeah. thing because when you get a giant blow up unicorn and told do something and you go, what the fuck am I going to do? Cause you can't, you have to talk. You, you can't just like stand there and sit on it and make it look pretty. Cause I could do that. Like I'm pretty, I could sit there and like yeah. get photos and stuff, but like, no, you have to talk. You have to entertain. And at our grand final, the room was packed of people mm. and you had all these eyes staring at you and you're like you have to entertain this giant room full of people and they're like watching and waiting to see what you do yeah so that was like scary enough as it was but yeah creating something of a blow up <laughs> unicorn right we all did it we all actually did something different which was like really the, cool yeah the mm. strangest part that you'd think that most people would kind of there wouldn't be too many places to go with that but everyone seemed to make it a little bit different. Yeah, which is good. And I mean, for me, doing improv is like the main part of the night for the comp is just because 
I've been in so many sticky situations where I need to like... Something cuts out. You just need a... Music isn't working. Like you need to keep them entertained or they're going to leave. Or not come back and you want that return business really. Um, So for any up and coming performers, um, practice improv. Practice. Yes. It's okay to practice improv. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, on the fly. But yeah, like, you can have go-to things that you know you can do or things that you know you can talk about or things like that. Yeah, just, like, I mean, if you prepare yourself too much, I think sometimes what can happen is if the situation where you need to improv is not what you've planned in your head, that can throw you off. Yeah. Just have little little cues, little things that you can go, oh, well, if something happens I need to fill in time, I can just do this, this, or this. Mm. Um, or talk about yourself. Like, Drag queens are known to have, like, just be able to talk. And I could talk about myself for, like, you know, days, years, all that kind of thing. So choose something that you can keep going with or that you can wrap up quickly as well. Yeah. So I tend to talk about myself a lot yeah. too. It's easy because then you can wrap it up and you can be like, oh, well, enough about me. Let's get back to the show or let's get back to this. Where other things, it's like you could be in the middle of a game and people are like, okay, well, I need you to go back to doing what you were doing now. And yeah. you're like, oh, shit, I'm in the middle of a game. You can't break yeah. that up and go, okay, we'll come back to this later and then just never do. Like, Yeah. Um, yeah. So practice some improv, guys. But this is my, probably one of my fave questions because this year, Tim Lina's Drag Off was completely different. It was online. Very different. Um, we were in a studio. We had hardly any people in the audience. Um, and you were on the judging I panel. I was. I was. And I got told to get off the mic <laughs> quite a few times because, again, I just talk, talk, talk. Um, what was it like being on the judging panel this year? It was... I enjoyed it because I could I got to see that perspective like obviously I was on stage last year and then I got to see the other side of like where the judges came from and things like that but I did like to see it because you get to see focus so much on on what people have done what people have put together because obviously as a competitor you're backstage getting trying to get ready for the next round you're trying to change this change that so you didn't really get to see what other people were doing where now I got to just sit back relax and actually watch everyone and enjoy the show that was put on um but I did like to see it I think um it's good even as a performer just sitting there and watching you can learn so many different things just by watching other people so um I liked I could pick pick things up and be like oh they that improv was really good like I liked how they did this how can I incorporate that into what I do outside of this kind of thing like you can always pick up tricks from other people but I liked to see people's creativity and see what they created out of the uh improvs and stuff because that was really hard this year I did make it very hard this year yes so it was um I just I really enjoyed it I really I tried to um not write any comments kind of while people were doing things or um only little little comments that I knew that I wanted to remember later on but I really wanted to be in that moment and be watching and focusing and pe- giving my all my attention because I know the last thing you want to see as a performer on stage sometimes is people's heads down so I just wanted to give them you know my face the whole time mm. watching and paying attention and showing that I was uh you know generally interested in what they were doing yeah which is how it should, should go be, yeah yeah you don't want to see heads down but no. no sometimes you do need to write a comment down because it's something you need to remember um, just in case. And it, like, we do have to write feedback and things like that. So I wanted to be really, um, constructive and not like, I wanted to give people like positives and things to work on, not so saying like this happened or you showed this or you didn't do this. It was more like, okay, you did this really well, but next time try 
incorporating maybe some of this or something like this. So I, I tried to think about myself and what I wanted as feedback and go from there and write something that I thought that would be useful if I was in their position, which I was. So it was really good to have that. And I think that they liked my feedback as well because I had the experience of being the performer and I could go, okay, I know how hard it is and I know what you're doing backstage. You actually did really well here because of this. Like I know both sides of the story. Yeah, which is really good. Um, Drag off 2021. Oh, is a thing, is it? Um, It is a thing. Um, and I can announce what my plan is for Drag Off 2021. Um, I'm not going to be crowning anyone next year. Oh. Um, instead, we're turning it into a charity event. Right. Um, so How exciting. I know. So I think the plan is to have nine well-known Newcastle people. People. Um, Influencers. Um, or like well-known business owners, and they'll be partnered with a drag performer um, and they have a month to turn them into a performer and they raise money for their charity. So each of them will have their own charity Charity. that we'll be making, like raising money for. And then the three of them will, three people will go to the grand final. Oh, how exciting. Um, So that's my plan for 2021 and I'm very excited about that. Really good to give back. Yeah. The community, um, yeah. So I, I think I'm ready. Hopefully, show more people drag. Yeah, so and it's not scary and fun. You like it can be confidence fun. builder as well. Yeah, um, but that's not what this episode's about. Let's keep talking about you. Ex- thank you. <laughs> I was wondering when that conversation was going to wrap up. My God, off my off me for five minutes, and I'm already bored. Um, future for Foxy. Look, I have so many things that I would hope to have in the future and things like that. But I just want to keep going. I don't want to stop. Essentially, um, things that I want to do, like obviously I really would love to perform in Brisbane and um, just because I, ha- I want to – I know a lot of people in the community up there, so I'd love to be able to show them what I can do and show them what Newcastle has to offer and things like that. Um, but I just want to keep, keep going. I want to continue doing Foxy. I want to continue getting better working on my character and what I want to do and get more confident, get more opportunities, get drag out there, show any people, like you said, in their bedrooms, AFAB performers or any non-binary queer, anyone doesn't even have to be an AFAB, just anyone who's thinking about starting drag, just get out there, do it and have a go. But yeah, I just want to keep, keep going. Drag has been such an incredible part of my life and I have I love drag so much any forms of drag it doesn't it's not me it can be anything anyone I'm like obsessed with it it runs pretty much my whole entire life and I could talk about it constantly um but yeah I want to I want to go to more I want to you know meet more people meet um new venues new like organizers like just do more I just don't want to I don't want to end this journey now yeah I think that's like the best thing is, like, you don't want to end the journey. Mm-hmm. Like, the journey is just really starting for you. And Yes, I, I hope this is the, the beginning, the future. Yeah. Just out there, ready to grasp and go into. Which is, I'm excited to see where Foxy Fo goes in the future. Um, hopefully, like, RuPaul opens up and Amphab can mm-hmm. performers can perform. Who knows what's going to happen with that. I'd also just love to see Foxy Fo on a reality TV show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, without being able to plan, like, it's 
It, I, yeah, it'd be interesting. And my mum wouldn't be there, so who am I, it's going to be who am I going to yell at next? Yeah. Like, it'd be great. Like, I would definitely, like, love to be there for oh that. Oh, God, could you imagine if you could have a phone on there? I would oh. be constantly on the phone to my mum, just, like, yeah. being like, I can't do this. And she's like, well, what do you expect me to do? I can't help you. And yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we get onto our, like, really fun questions that I have for you? Oh. I don't think so. I think I've uh, talked my way around all of the questions to cover so many different things, as well as the question that you actually asked me. Yeah, which is great. I love it. I'm very good at that, (laughs) getting off topic. It's my specialty. I love it. really fun yes. questions that you haven't been I have told. no idea. Okay. I feel like because you've listened to this podcast before, this is a stock standard question. Mm-hmm. Um, last meal on death row. Oh, well, for those that don't know, I'm allergic to the whole entire <laughs> world. Um, and by that, I mean literally. So uh, I would probably eat, if I'm going to like be killed, right, I may as well, like I'm you know, my pain's going to be over. So I'm going to eat all the ice cream, all the chocolate, all the cheese and the pasta and the, I'm going to just have like, go to like an Italian restaurant and order one of everything on the menu and just eat all of that. Plus like every ice cream at um, Baskin and Robbins as well, probably. Cause that's my favorite ice cream. So yeah, I just have like literally all the foods I can't eat day to day. I would have that in some form or, or another because like, you know, my pain's going to be over like soon, like the next day or whatever they decide to behead me or electrocute me, whatever, however I'm going. So you may as well die happy, right? Exactly. I may as well die eating the foods that I can't <laughs> eat ever. I love that. I was, I was so excited to ask that question because of all your dietary requirements. Yeah. It's um interesting. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I probably have the dumbest questions to really ask you for this section. Um, you've been given an elephant. Okay. You can't give it away or sell it. What would you do with the elephant? Ooh. Well, I don't want to like profit off of it because that's kind of like animal cruelty and I'm not I'm not here for that. So I wouldn't want to like offer those elephant rides and stuff and like put it to work. I'd probably like maybe look at somewhere kind of sanctuary wise where I could keep it so it would be happy. Oh wow. And, like give it food and just like sit there and watch it just like you know, I know. So if I have it, can I like get it back to Africa or something? I mean, you can do, you can't give it away or sell it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to find somewhere in Australia that accepts elephants. And, uh, but I'd probably not Loan a zoo. It. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can look after my elephant for me. Um, yeah, I just, I know. I just want it to be happy. I've never had a pet. So I'd be so excited to get <laughs> anything, really. So you're going home to get Leonie to buy you an elephant? Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. Elephant, please. Um, I like that. See, because I would definitely use it in an act because I'm that yeah, kind of person. I just like, I mean, there's so much bad stuff when you hear about it. I'm in the circus and all this stuff. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be that kind of person to... Yeah. I'd have to do it at least once and then... Yeah. I mean, I'm going to get tons of photos for sure. Like, you know, climb up there and it's my elephant. (laughs) But no, I don't want to like 
put it to work every day kind of thing. Um, If you had been shipwrecked on a deserted island, but all your human needs, such as food and water, were taken care of, what two items would you want to have with you? Oh, that's a hard one. Probably, I'd say my phone, because I am not afraid to say that I am 100% codependent with my phone. I don't even use it. I just need it in my hand at all times. So I'd take my phone just for the fact that I would stress out if it wasn't in my hand. It could be dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. It can be, it can be dead, but like I just need to be holding onto it. I swear to God, just like to relieve the anxiety. Um, Oh wow. One more thing. It's too many things to choose from. Probably like music or something. Maybe I can have my phone. It can die, but it can still play music. Okay. I feel like just being able to listen to something or just like have some form of distraction. Yeah. That's good. I like it. I like music. Yeah. I mean, I can dance. I can entertain myself. I can keep fit. I can. I mean, technically, like you could take your phone and a charger. Oh, true. Because then everything's on your phone. Okay, a phone and a charger. <laughs> <laughs> then I can have music. Um, Unlimited battery supply. Yeah. Um, Take a solar panel. <laughs> well, I feel like if they've got all your human needs, humans yeah. need phones these days. Exactly. <laughs> um, our lucky last one. If you could compare yourself with any animal, which would it be and why? Um, one of them like little white... Little fluffy dogs or something, because I'm really high maintenance and um, like I don't shut. Yeah, like, and I don't shut up. So um, yeah, I just like need things constantly. I talk all the time, and I look pretty. Yeah. So and I'm little, so yeah, I'd probably say I'm like yeah, one of those like posh people dogs that just get everything. <laughs> A posh person's dog. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Get everything. I need everything all the time. Attention. Yeah. And they like they are always really fussy as well. They really which is, are. Yeah, which is literally me. Yeah. Um can't eat anything. <laughs> you know. Love that. Either tired or like can't sleep, you know, just fussy. Yeah, that's me. That's great. I love that you answered all of those. Um You didn't ask me my like really favorite question. Why? Um, thoughts on, what is it, coriander? Oh, yeah, coriander. Fucking sucks. I hate coriander. It tastes like soap. All you people that eat coriander, disgusting. Yeah. It tastes like soap. And that's why Pasha didn't win. (laughs) Yes. You like coriander. That's it. No, it's actually a genetic thing. Is it? Yeah, like you actually have a gene. Yeah, it's disgusting. To make it, it, like it's a, yeah, it turns coriander into tasting like soap. My cousin has it too. Must oh. be a family thing for me. But my mum can eat it fine. It makes me gag. Oh, yeah. Yuck. No, thanks. Um, oh, no. Um, but Just the thought of it. Oh. Um, anything else you want to add before we switch off the mics? Um, I don't know. Everyone have a good day if you're listening. Thank you for listening. Um, and, yeah, it, to any other people out there thinking about doing drag – even, you know, at home, start an Instagram account and post some photos if you don't want to, if you don't feel comfortable stepping outside of your house. You'd be surprised what strangers on the internet can, uh, confidence can do with just a few comments saying you look great or 
something like that. So if you're not quite there about stepping out or you don't know somewhere that you can go out safely, start an Instagram and just go from there and connect with your local community. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining me on Young Thanks Queen. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll speak to you very, very, very soon. Right. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to Yas Queen. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends and family. If you have any questions about anything and everything, Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Yas Queen Podcast and send them through. Once a month, we'll compile all the questions and have them answered by queers and allies from around the country. Until next time, my name is Timberlina, Top Shelf Talent. Pour yourself double. Peace out. Love you all.